A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's our fake ad. Today's show is brought to you by Choker Necklaces. Would you rather look on trend than be able to breathe? Then try a skin-tight Choker Necklace today. See, we're so good at this. If you're an advertiser and you want to work with us, contact us at fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. Thanks. You can be plus size and live a life that's worth aspiring to. We're not the weird ones. We're the most of us. Plus size women will pay for nice things. Plus size women live aspirational lives we're killing the game in our lives whether it's like at our jobs and our families whatever we just happen to be doing it with a bigger body Sophie. I'm April, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss nautical-themed birdhouses, the concept of health at every size, and curvy con. Okay, April, what are we obsessed with this week? Are you ready to talk about this? I want our listeners at home to know we have been waiting <laughs> all day to discuss this with you. We can't wait to share this gift with you, and that gift goes by the name of Mel. Sophie, tell them who Mel is. Okay, so one of my favorite things is to just read Amazon reviews. I think it's one way, similar in a weird way to like museum items or like our relationships. It's just like a weird way to look into people's lives because they tend to say a lot more in a weirdly specific way than is necessary. So when we were looking at items on Amazon for the launch party... We're, we're making these really cool slap bracelets for you guys who are coming that and they're going to have little 90s doodads on them. And when I was looking <laughs> searching for doodads, <laughs> we're searching for doodads and we found this incredible review from this woman named Mel. I was reading the review of the Panda Hall 10 pieces fruit and vegetable themed resin cabochon pack <laughs> for <laughs> crafting purposes. And these are just little fruit and vegetable things made out of resin with a flat back so you can use them in crafting basically like imagine any accessory that would have cost thirty dollars in the american girl magazine for your like bitty baby house (laughs) oh my god (laughs) you know what i mean this is the corner of the internet for serious (laughs) crafters only okay did you ever look at the those things in the american girl magazine i don't know that i ever got the magazine oh my god i was obsessed with it it was like my version as a child of real simple oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) okay anyways so there's this little crafty thing and mel said five stars nice product look really cute on my handmade birdhouses with a grocery store theme incredible right oh my god when we first read this (laughs) our first question was just like tell us more tell us more yes so we clicked on mel's profile she has so many reviews her next review a purchase made the same day Mm -hmm. on the 10 piece miniature steamboats micro scenery landscaped options which are also little cabochons. Mm -hmm. Five stars. Nice product. Cute pieces to decorate handmade birdhouse with a beach theme. Beach theme. Okay, here's the thing, Mel. (laughs) 
how many themes your birdhouses have? I need to know. That's the beginning of the mystery because <laughs> if you continue to read on her page, which we absolutely did, she name drops at least six different <laughs> types of themes for birdhouses. Yes. Mel, what's going on over there? Um, Please tell us. <laughs> she bought a Schleich white-tailed doe toy figure and said, she's a very pretty doe, small but perfect size to enhance my homemade birdhouses. <laughs> Mel, where are these birdhouses? Where can I view them online? I need to see these incredible scenes you're putting together. Honestly, leak the birdhouse. Like, <laughs> drop the link. What's good? Okay, here's what else is great about Mel's profile, though. We can just tell so much about her. Maybe this is a creepy thing about Amazon reviews, but Mel just shares so much it's story it's honestly storytelling it's yes she's <laughs> dropping for tchotchkes and the like but she's also telling us about how she's like reclaiming her life oh my her god self-love routine <laughs> she recently bought a pin that has the feminist sign of a fist punching up into the woman uterus sign it says woman symbol with fist slash feminist button and she commented five stars when i want to raise my fist i don't have to do it literally mel mel icon mel Truly feminist icon. Okay, she got 10 Christmas piano arrangements of carols. Leak the date of the Christmas purchase, Sophie. Listen, okay, the Christmas purchase was made on September 14th, 2017. An icon. She's on it. She's ready. She's ready to go. She's practicing. She says, it's fun to play with the disc, a duet partner that is always available. Mel, where's your partner? That's the thing. She's leaking. She's like little information. (laughs) She's trying to paint us a story. This is about more than crafts. This is a this is her Stella got her groove back, okay? Okay. Mel is finding herself. Okay, ready for this? Touch of nature, mini fairy garden, wooden door. Large for crafts, but I'll make a big birdhouse for it. Mel. Oh my god. This one has a birdhouse made around it. So special. I thank her for her honesty. I thank her for her openness. Can you just picture her? Okay, five pack soft casual lightweight crew cotton socks. I like wearing cotton, love pastels, my feet perspire, and these are thin enough to wear with my snug sketchers. I can see her. So to wrap it up, Mel, thank you so much for your honesty, for your openness, for letting us in in this way. Yeah. For taking us on this journey with you about reinvention about feminism (laughs) self-actualization if i've ever seen it oh my god i mean honestly like i spent quite a while the other night googling every variation i could of mel etsy shop birdhouse (laughs) birdhouse nautical theme etsy birdhouse grocery store theme pinterest oh my god could not find her but like maybe she's just out here making the birdhouses for her own pleasure and refinement you know what i mean and to that i say honestly kudos she's doing her own carpentry she builds her own furniture she did her own deck she puts things together large and small i aspire to be like mel mel who are you find the pod hashtag find mel hashtag find mel that's where you our listeners come in (laughs) Do you know what, what I'm assuming to be a white woman in her 60s who's <laughs> not here for the bullshit? Literally send her our email, FYI, at she's all fat oh I'm not kidding. I want to talk to Mel. I'm not kidding. We will not be posting a link to her profile because I don't want to, like, sick people on her. Mm. Um, but I, I will be posting a few choice screenshots of her reviews in the Patreon page this week. So if you'd like to see those, you can go and subscribe on our Patreon page. So this week... We're obsessed with Mel. Love you, Mel. Love you, Mel. Okay, so we also wanted to give you a little reminder about our launch party, which is happening today. Today. So this is airing September 28th, which means the party is tonight, 7 p.m., 5656 Hollywood Boulevard. 
I'm going to be out there. I'm probably going to have my shoulders out. <laughs> Soph's going to wear all her best buttons or something. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. It's going to be great. We ordered like donuts that I can't eat, but they, they look I'm great. I'm going to eat them. I'm going to bring strawberries and I'm hopefully going to have some coconut whipped cream to have with them because I can eat that. Mm-hmm. And we'll have lollipops and we're going to have a bunch of cool stand up people. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the, it's a really cool space. Just look on our website or our Instagram or our Twitter. Honestly, we've been promoting this so much. Mm-hmm. So you probably already know about it. See you there tonight. I hope. See you there. Be there. Be square. So let's move on to our shout out section. So yeah, we'd like to say a quick shout out to our reviewers on iTunes. Just as a reminder, if you leave us a review on iTunes, we are going to say your name, your username, I guess, right Mm -hmm. here on the show. So let's start out. TKPK Resident. Thank you. Thank you. Capso Loxo. Thank you. Thanks so much. Libby M. Parker. Thank you so much for your review. And Izzy CK, that's my sister. Thank Um, you. We also want to give our Patreon members some shout outs. So Isabel is also a Patreon supporter. So this is a double shout out to Isabel, a true sister and a true friend. Thank you so much. I'd like to shout out Isabel's boyfriend, Tennyson. Thank you so much for being a Patreon supporter. Also, thank you to my mom and my dad for supporting our Patreon choose life warrior we are so honored by your support kirsten larson she was actually our first non-sophie yeah patron <laughs> um our next one ruthie fudge we so appreciate you and our final non-sophie's relative patron is aaron badillo thank you so much aaron we are so excited to have you it, it truly means the world to us and as we continue to grow our Patreon, we'll be able to like spend more time on the podcast and creating more resources and meetups. And we just really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. And this is also a good point to say that um, tomorrow, if you listen in to the Call Your Girlfriend podcast hosted by Anne Friedman and Amina Tussauds, they are featuring us we're so excited i love what we're just saying it like it's normal yeah we stand amina and Anne hardcore yeah. okay we're so excited they give us the opportunity to introduce ourselves to their audience and of course we talked about body positivity and we talked about oprah yeah. one of my most problematic faves so please tune in on um their feed tomorrow yeah and if you're a new listener from that show welcome we're glad to have you we love Anne and amina and we're so glad you're here We should really get to the meat of it, don't you think? Yeah, let's do it. The meat of it. So we were really lucky to be invited to go to CurvyCon a couple weeks ago. Um, CurvyCon is a um, multiple day event at the in the midst of New York Fashion Week created by Cecil Lisa and Chastity Garner and it is a space where we can go as fat women and femmes and there were also some fat men there that guy from um, Mean Girls Damien from Mean Girls was there just like walking around and I did freak out like I fully <laughs> did CurvyCon is a place for fat women to come and look at clothes and be in like fashion week among each other and look at fashion shows. And there were some panels about business and fashion and buyers from different plus size businesses and just like a bunch of rad fat women walking around 
and kind of like exulting in each other's company. Totally. I mean, imagine Comic Con, but it's just have you been to fat ladies? I've seen like video. I'm never gonna go to Comic Con. <laughs> Look at me. But I've seen like a video of okay. Comic Con. Like All I've right. seen the video of like Lapita at Com. I'll watch if Lapita's there. Okay. <laughs> but so imagine it's Comic Con, but instead of like stuff for nerds, it's fat ladies with fashion brands that are actually trying to cater to them and women coming from all over the nation to meet their online friends and talk about their struggles and their triumphs and their joys together. The feeling in the air was just really unique. I would say, yeah, it was buzzing with people just so excited. Yeah. So Cece reached out to us and invited us to come and do some recording there. And we were so grateful. So we had a chance to sit down with Cece and Chastity and ask them a little bit about why they created the Curvy Con. Hi, I'm Cece Olisa. Um, I'm co-founder of the CurvyCon, and I do travel, dating, and fitness from a plus-size perspective. Hi, I'm Chastity Garner-Valentine, and I'm the co-founder of the CurvyCon, but also the editor behind Garner Style. What does it mean to you to be able to put this together and see it come to fruition and see people be, like, comfortable and here and living it? So I feel like my journey to body positivity and um, being a plus size blogger is a huge part of my identity at this point. I think like growing up, I did not have any plus size friends. Like I was the plus size girl in my group of friends. And then I started a blog about being plus size and happened to meet other bloggers who then became my friends. And the kind of like comfort that comes in being a space like that. Um, There was one time when we all went to dinner, there was like three of us and they were like, table for three and one of my other fat friends was like, actually table for four. There's a lot of us, right? So like having friends or like saying something like that, it's like, we need room, like it's a thing. It's so comfortable and comforting, but I felt like it was a luxury because I was a blogger. So Chastity and I um, created the Curvy Con because we felt like there have to be, we knew the people who followed us, like our fans, like they were probably having the same experience. So even if for a weekend, if we could create a space where everybody looks like you, or if you ask someone where they got your outfit, you can go get it too. Like those things are so important. So if we could do it even for two days, it was really important for us. I feel like, I don't want to say we had a lot to prove with the Kirby Con, but you know, there's a lot of notions about plus size women and what they will and won't support. Yeah. And our girls, they supported us before we got sponsors. You know, we had a closet sale. They bought our clothes. That that money was used to put down on the space. They um, they bought our tickets. They sold out our um, platinum tickets day one, like within a few hours. So to to prove some of the market researchers wrong is is a great feeling. Yeah. I would say it's only in the recent past, like the recent few years, that being plus size felt aspirational. Not that you aspire to be plus size, but that you can be plus size and live a life that's worth aspiring to. We're not the weird ones. We're the most of us. Plus size women will pay for nice things. Plus size women live aspirational lives. We're killing the game in our lives, whether it's like at our jobs, in our families, whatever. We just happen to be doing it with a bigger body. So the first day of Curvy Con, well, it started with an exercise class, which me and Sophie were we like... We did not attend. No, thank you. We watched the live stream and it was just women doing hardcore circuit training. Well, you were sick. Oh, yeah, that's true. That did, so, in fact, happen. Yeah, so we weren't going to go to that. But, like, that women do work out. Don't get it twisted. 
So after the exercise class later on in the afternoon, the first event was called a sippin' shop. We walked in, it was bumping, there was a DJ, and it was like he all was these... He was a very handsome DJ, I would just like to say. Yeah, he was like, he was really hot. And he was really good. He was doing lots of like interesting throwback mixes, which I appreciate. But so it was all these fashion designers and brands, labels had their own stand set up and they were selling some merch and then just a bunch of fat women like shopping, having drinks, meeting each other. It was really loud and... and Overwhelming a little bit. (laughs) It was. It was like everybody in their best looks, like so excited. But it it was was cool. That part was really cool. And then that night we got to hang out with a couple other bloggers and media creators who were there. That was fun. And there was a fashion show that day. Oh, yes. Okay, so the fashion show. This, I think, was the most interesting event to me of the lineup. So it was... um sponsored by dia and co and so they have a bunch of mini brands under their umbrella that they were debuting um at the fashion show as well as some other brands that you've already heard of and so it's all these again like plus size women ready to sit down this is by the way during new york fashion week so we're all so excited we sit down we're ready for the fashion show me and sophie are front row we were paraded to the front row like yes. we were important. We're very we it had was press the badges. Best. Thing. We're very cool. So <laughs> we're like sitting down. We're ready. The fashion show starts immediately. Who walks down is like a size six <laughs> <laughs> model, and I honestly bursted. I like I started laughing when I first saw the first one. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" And it was just like model after model was like a size four, a size six, a size ten. During the show, the most interesting thing to me was that. When an actual fat woman would come down, every once in a while, they'd be like a size 18 model. Maybe there's like four of them for the whole night. Every time one would come down, everybody started aggressively cheering. I think yeah. led by Brie, like our <laughs> business manager. <laughs> Hi, Brie. Um, but it was all this aggressive yeah. cheering. And it was almost to like scold the designers. Like basically the fat women here are going to get applause because this is a plus size show. Yeah. It should be fat models. It was weird to see the models walking down the runway in these clothes that were clearly meant to quote flatter meaning like hide fat bodies mm-hmm. and have them be like pinned back behind like a size 12 models like the nape of her back like you they'd know? rather cut down the clothes to meet to fit a thinner woman than just have a chubby girl on yeah. the runway and the next day there was a panel about plus size fashion and again our <laughs> our manager brie stood up and was like hey, um, how come there's no, there are no like plus size models, <laughs> like actually fat models. And the whole room started cheering. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, I guess that struck a nerve. And it was like, what? yeah, <laughs> what are you thinking? Look at your audience. Look at like, your look audience. Who's here. Like the women, when those thin women started coming down the runway, everybody was like insulted. Like you could see that yeah. because we're literally at an event for fat women. We're, by the way, we have buying power. We're here to buy these clothes. Yeah. We don't know what they're going to look like because that girl's a size four. Yeah. Like this is ridiculous. I mean, also we'll put this in the show links. There's an article in Marie Claire by Lauren Chan, who is a plus size model and now blogger who was at CurvyCon, and she wrote in Marie Claire a while ago about how plus-size representation on the mainstream runways is slowly increasing, but that one of the excuses that designers gives it are, are like, oh, the fa- the fabric's expensive. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Your jackets sell for like $10,000. What are you talking about? Like, also, like, ugh. then do it on a doll size. Totally. What do you mean you're trying to save money? I just think we have to, this is a hard truth that we have to face as designers are saying it's expensive. The reality is 
this is discrimination based. Yeah. You just don't want fat girls in your clothes because you think fat girls are ugly. Yeah. It's not that you don't think it's worth it to invest because you know the money's there. Fat women are just like other women. We have money. Yeah, totally. It's that they don't want us wearing their labels. And that was abundantly clear right in your face right during that show. And so to see people rebel and be like, we're only cheering for the fat women. Like, we're here to support the fat cool. women. It really was like a little mini resistance. And I was so excited by that energy. But yeah, the designers were like genuinely shocked. Yeah, which is so weird to me that's not Cece and Chastity's fault no, like not per se all. it's like that's the reality of what's available for a lot of plus size companies um which is why we're so glad that companies like Prem which is run by Nicolette Mason and, and Gabby Gregg um which is doing like fashion forward plus size fashion and like they sold out immediately both of their lines they just had their um second launch um, because we're ready for real clothes that look like other cool people's clothes. Totally. <laughs> like, and the money's ready. there. It's just about yeah. the designers being ready to do it. In a perfect world, women who are fat, women of color all together celebrating, having fun in our own like Barbie dream house. Yeah. And part of it did feel like that. But then it was kind of this like bubble burst moment when we realized like, oh, we still have to deal with the realities of stereotypes and discrimination and capitalism is all just hitting us in the face right at the same event. So just spent a while criticizing the runway show. And we also were like very pleased with the feeling of just being among other fat women and kind of the care and concern that Cece and Chastity put into the whole event. It really felt like they cared about who was there and that people were having fun and like trying to make it a joyous celebratory space. And that really came through to me. Okay, just one more question. We're going to ask as many women here as we possibly can, so we'd love to ask you guys, too. What is something you love about yourself? I like that I'm very comfortable with who I am. I feel like if you're around me, even when other women aren't comfortable with themselves, to me, it's almost second nature to be that way. And so when someone says, oh, you're so confident, I'm like, well, why wouldn't I be confident? And I feel like I want that for every every person that is around me. Any, you know, any other woman should just be comfortable with themselves. That doesn't mean that I love every single thing about me and there's not things that I want to improve. But as Chastity, I'm comfortable with Chastity and everyone should be, we should all share in that sort of comfort. I would say that something I love about myself is that I'm open to my own journey. I moved to New York City from California to do musical theater. And if you want to be an actress, there's a box that people definitely place you in. And I did not fit into the big black girl box, and I was constantly fighting that. And it wasn't until I took a step away from acting and randomly started a blog that I began to be open to the fact that maybe my path does not look like what this casting director, this movie producer thinks it should look like. And maybe I should just be open to what life is bringing to me. And I think a lot of us kind of decide the way our life should look and decide what's the right thing or the best thing. And sometimes you have to be like, okay, if something's not working out, why? And take a step back and see what is, for me, it's God. Maybe for you, it's the universe, like whatever it is. What is coming to me? What is positive about me? And for me, my personal motto is don't wait on your weight to live your best life. And so my best life it doesn't look like being a tap dancer on Broadway like I thought it would. It looks like doing cool things like this, but I'm more fulfilled in that than I would have been. But if I wasn't open, I would have never, you know, found this space. I'm Gabby at Gabby. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com be fresh and i am here at curvy con today with my partner nicolette mason of prem.us i like my integrity and i like my honesty i feel like i am a perfectionist and that can definitely get in the way of things but at the end of the day i feel like i really am passionate about what i do and i want to make it great my name is kisa sanders i love my legs hi y'all my name is leanne mangano you know what? I love my smile, yes. which I get from my mother. But I also love uh, my height and my shape. Zuhur. Being there for my family and just being able to say I did well at my job. And my name is Chantal. My favorite thing about myself is my personality. I'm funny to me, so that counts. And I think I help people a lot. So is this what we think of when we think of a fat woman's utopia? Yes and no. I I will say yes, because for me, we've talked a lot on the show about how specifically body positive spaces are so overwhelmingly white and thin. Mm -hmm. When we pulled up to CurvyCon, it was about 500 chubby black ladies in there. And I was like, you were literally, (laughs) we like looked inside and April was like, they're all black. I was so excited. <laughs> oh, there was like there was a mix. Like there was like African ladies there with their yeah. clothes, and I was like, "This is lit." Yeah. And it was just like women there to celebrate and friendship, and to put on clothes and play dress up together. And I wish there was a space where we could address all different aspects of fat life. Essentially, we talked a little bit with our friends at CurvyCon about how we wish there were more inclusivity as far as like queer like if there were events that talked about like being queer and being fat more talk about the intersections i think is important yeah Yeah. but also curvy con can't be all things to all people for sure it's yet another problem of like there's only one yeah (laughs) you know so it's like trying to be everything to all people but it is you know you can only imagine what you can see because in in for a lot of people the narratives that you see around you are the kinds that you mirror them in your own life and the the path that you set forward for yourself is informed by the media you consume and the spaces you believe exist for you. So action items for the future. Support CC and Chastity and other fat women who are trying to create intersectional fat spaces with lots of women of color to widen the horizons for all of us. And also, don't be afraid to have some internal intra-community conversation about what is lacking in these spaces and what we'd like to see in the future because if we don't talk about it we can't make it happen totally so i think that's the meat of it for this week we've solved the problem of a previously non-existent fat women's utopia you're welcome here on she's all fat while we don't believe in capitalism we are looking to sell out This week, we're supported by our crystals and our subpar dairy-free milks. So if you'd like to become a beloved advertiser and support us as well, just contact us via our website. Thanks!
now it's time to ask a fatty. If you want advice, you can send a voice memo of yourself asking a question to fyi at cheeseallfatpod.com. You can record it on your computer or the voice memo app on your iPhone. Just keep it short, about one minute max. Or if you're shy, you can send us a plain old email at fyi at cheeseallfatpod.com. We might answer your question right here on the show. This week on Ask a Fatty, we have a very special letter from Alicia. Alicia writes, what are your thoughts on haze? It seems like fat people always have to justify their health, which is total BS. But do all people have some sort of moral impetus to try to be healthy? How should we value health? Okay, great question. To clarify, HAYS is an acronym, Health at Every Size, which is a movement whose purpose is to, quote, encourage bodily acceptance and self-confidence with one's body, often by the rejection of dieting. That's from Wikipedia, which is like kind of a good definition. My, my understanding of HAYS is that it's like you can be healthy at any size. It's kind of a rejection of the medical fat phobia that a lot of fat people have encountered um, when seeing doctors where it's like every issue you have is blamed on being fat and the idea that a lot of people have that if you're fat you are inherently unhealthy Mm -hmm. so it's kind of saying like okay you can be healthy at every size and what are the practices that you can use to be healthy at every size without focusing so much on weight loss yeah like the idea that you're good now but what can we do to make you healthy which really it sounds basic to me but it really is a radical idea that like you know i'm over here chubby but also i'm quite healthy yeah but also you know it's a complicated thing because you shouldn't make assumptions about anybody's health right i mean it is like it, it was a it is a crazy concept when you first hear of it because just how if you're fat like how many times you've had doctors be like I would love to see you lose a hundred pounds, yeah. and you're like, okay, me too. And they'll say like, that until like, you become body positive. Exactly, they'll say it like that is that's the prognosis. Or or that or like you're like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Oh my god, I <laughs> can't like, believe. Like, so we're gonna work on. I love this one. So we're gonna work on the weight, right? Oh yeah, totally. And you're <laughs> oh like, god. I came in for um, a it, pap smear, literally an ear infection. Once. Yeah, <laughs> like it's bananas. And so it's just it it makes it really easy that bias for doctors to disregard your health and miss stuff that is super like detrimental to your well being because they don't want to really look at you. Yeah. So I hope mean, I hope Hayes spreads to more medical providers so that they can start treating my body like it's not a moment away from diabetes so if you want to find out more about it you can go to the website or pick up linda bacon's book health at every size um so basically her premise linda bacon which is like the perfect name for someone Mm -hmm. (laughs) trying to write about this she's basically saying you can have healthy practices around eating exercise and body care no matter what size you are and so it's kind of trying to separate the idea of health and weight. So for example, I personally have had a lot of health issues in the last year. None of them are caused by weight. In a couple of them, weight gain or weight loss has been a side effect, but none of them are inherently caused by weight or caused by me just like overeating, which is what many doctors have told me until I found a way to self-advocate and be like, no, I need you to do a blood test, like look into this. Which is, like, pretty crazy that it's only because of my ability to self-advocate, which means, like, the time and money I have to do that, that I figured a lot of this stuff out. But it's, like, before this, it was, like, I'd go in, I'd be, like, my stomach hurts, and they'd be, like, you're probably eating too much sugar. And I'd be, like, I don't think so, but okay. I guess so, yeah. And then they would 
take my blood pressure and then be surprised when it was low, yep. mm-hmm. which it always is. My blood pressure is always fine. And then they'd be like, okay, well, like, we'll see you in six months. Hope you've lost 20 pounds. And I'd be like, <laughs> okay. So it's like, cool. This health at every size book has a lot of stuff in it that's like, um, let's talk about intuitive eating. Let's talk about how to listen to your body. Let's talk about ways to exercise with the body that you have. A lot of fat people you know they should slash want to exercise. Should meaning like it's good for your body to move your body no matter what size it is. Mm-hmm. Not for weight loss, just for moving Moving. it yeah just to use Um, it but a lot of times you can feel excluded from exercise spaces if you if your body can't do the things that they're doing like in a class or something so there's resources for that um and health at every size yeah so we're very pro health at every size it's very pro and this moral um aspect of the question is really important too i mean sophie and i privately talk a lot about how it's like the idea of the good fat is just this overwhelming presence where if you're fat you're like but i'm sorry i want to be good i'm losing weight i know it's bad that i'm fat where it's just kind of like yes i can sit here and say i personally am pretty healthy i mean i have asthma which i've had (laughs) all my life but i'm pretty healthy but also that doesn't make me a better person i just i just happen to be healthy and it's none of your business like people say well no fat phobia isn't real we're just trying to shame you into bettering yourself that's not true and you're using like demonizing tactics to make someone quote change themselves when really it's about your fat phobia like I I think being healthy is great you should you don't have to be healthy to be treated like a human being it's great if people are healthy but you never know why people aren't unhealthy you never know their record their history what's going on mentally what's going on physically but that shouldn't dictate how you treat them But it's also like, yeah, health is not a moral obligation. I cannot say it enough. It's not anyone's destiny to just be working towards the like final form of your body. And also it's like you would never say that to anyone who if you're if someone like if you were going up and talking to someone with I mean, this is a hard part because I don't want to compare being fat to like a disability, Mm -hmm. but it's like other marginalized ways bodies exist. You would never go up to someone and be like, I'm just saying this to you because I care about your health. Like you should get out of your wheelchair. It's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just like, especially in context of how many studies there have been that say that it's near impossible for fat people to lose weight and keep it off because Mm -hmm. of the mechanisms of our body, which we do not understand that well, by the way. It's like, you'll hear like, it's easy, calories in, calories out. No, No, it's not, bitch. It's not the same for everyone. Just think about, I want you guys all to privately go home and Google how many people from The Biggest Loser got fat again? It's all Guess of what? them. It's all it's of them. It's hundred percent. It's literally all of them. Because when you lose that much weight, especially that fast, your body's like, are we dying? Yeah. Should I start storing every calorie you eat and holding on to it because it doesn't naturally want to go back to that form? And I'm not saying it's impossible. Obviously, you all know somebody who like lost a hundred pounds and won't stop bragging about it and like congratulations. Yeah. But for <laughs> the rest of everyone else, sometimes it's not feasible for your body. And no, I don't want to spend 24 hours a day thinking about no. how I can lose weight. I could have fun. I could be watching younger. Well, it's also like if you lose that weight, the way you keep it off is that you stay on an extremely low calorie diet, which is bad for you yeah. in other ways. You need your nutrients. Yeah. And those come from the calories that you have to eat. Yeah. It just is not true that thin equals more healthy than fat. And it's also not true that anyone owes society in general being healthy. There is also one tiny aspect of this I would like to address, which is that, again, there are a lot of healthy fat people. But as you said, there are also unhealthy fat people. Guess what? 
that's not your business. It's not your business. And they don't owe you their health. That doesn't even make sense. Like, what are you asking for? And just being, if there are unhealthy fat people, that does not prove any kind of point. Just the same way that unhealthy thin people, which there are, of course, also a lot of. And you all know her. You know her. She only eats hot Cheetos. She only drinks Gatorade. Okay. She hasn't pooped this month. Or like, (laughs) or like someone's thin and they have like a lot of allergies or whatever. It's like, it's not, you would never be like, oh, it's because you're thin. So to wrap it up, we are pro haze. We are pro mining your GD business. Yeah. And And how should we value health? I think our answer is just, we should value health as a cultural ideal in terms of support so it's like it's not it's not a check mark for anyone it's not something you have to measure up to it's something that we should be using our resources to support in our community Mm -hmm. which is you know if you've paid any attention to the political healthcare debate it's like essentially the two sides are like fuck everyone let me keep my own money and pay for my own doctors and maybe we could help other people and like mark. we're we're on that side so yeah that's how we think we should value health mm-hmm. totally. sorry i got angry i like think a lot about this yeah i mean this affects our day-to-day because it's not just a vague idea of should fat people regardless of their health be treated like human beings yeah it's you encounter it every single day like we said i can't go for a checkup without the doctor being like any minute from diabetes and i'm like really because like my blood test is fine right <laughs> like, i mean i also i read um someone posted on facebook in a fat acceptance group i'm in again that they went to the they were really proud of themselves because they went to the doctor and pushed back on a lot of stuff and I was like whoa I read her account and it was like so crazy because I have never and would never be able to do that I don't think I just like I'm like okay like go cry in the car and then like try another doctor yeah totally where it's like she said that she went in they wanted to draw blood and they were kept making all these comments about how they had trouble finding her vein and like Mm. she should really lose weight and she said Actually, it seems like you don't have the tools or skills to treat your patients. Yep. And they were like, oh, I guess so. No. And then she, like, didn't fit in a chair. And then they they were like, well, I guess you can stand here. It's like if you were smaller again. And she was like, once again, it seems like you don't have the facilities to treat your patients. Exactly. Just That's like, so hard. Because yeah. it's like, why should I have to change to fit the chair? Like, get a bigger chair. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? I mean, whose who, who's ass are we measuring for this chair? Truly. You know? So it's like, yeah. And, and also looking ahead for my future, like I'm always afraid of trying to like many years in the future, trying to like have kids as a fat person, because a lot of doctors will like be like, we won't even work with you until you mm-hmm. lose weight. It's like, this is my body. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like a lot of fat women have had babies just like worried about getting that um, doctor, doctoral support. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because you think you go to the doctor just to get taken care of. I mean, they literally are caretakers, yeah. but a lot of doctors are just here to put their personal biases into oh, your totally. care, and it's really messed up. Yeah, so thank you for that question. We, I think from the way you wrote it, you agree with us. Yeah, thank you for being <laughs> as aggressive as we are. We think this is bullshit. Yeah. Thanks for meeting us at our level. Then people, if you're looking for ways to support your fat friends in their like medical or health needs, you could just like listen to them or like... And they talk about trying to find health things. There's a lot of shame about how you get treated by doctors, at least for me. I know I had issues I need to go to the doctor for, and I avoided it for a long time because I was so put off and afraid by doctors telling me again and again that it was because I was fat when, Mm -hmm. spoiler, it was not. So if you could just support your friends and just be like, hey, this is not cool. Just hearing that is very validating. So shout out to our positive, like, supportive friends. And uh, 
if you're healthy, if you're not healthy, you're fine. It's like no one's business and uh, you don't owe anyone anything and like do whatever the fuck you want. All the resources we mentioned in this week's Ask a Fatty will be in our show notes. Thanks again for that letter, Alicia. Bye. Bye. Now let's move on to It's Okay, You Can Ask, a segment where we ask each other questions relating to our particular experiences in this world that we might not feel comfortable asking anyone else IRL. We'll find out the answers to our burning questions like, why do white people walk around with no shoes on? Or, what is love and hip-hop? If you're wondering, yes, I am aware that this is a trap. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank God. So, Soph. Yeah? You're white and I'm black. Mm Mm-hmm. So... A couple weeks back, everyone, uh, Sophie sent me a text about polka dancing or polka oh my dance. God. Okay. So my question is just literally polka question mark? What? Okay. I don't really understand your question. Your like, question is what is the polka? Because you, you said something to me like, I guess my question is what is polka culture? Because you said to me something polka like, culture. you were like, you're like, we, we went to polka nights growing up, something like that. No, I did not. You said, you said like host a polka night. And I was like, oh my what? God. Okay. And then for our video, we have our Patreon video. You like put this polka song in called like, she's too fat for me. And it's like, what? Okay. So please just tell me about like the polka culture that you interact with. I, I don't know what this is. Great. This is so, so white. what you're referring to is square dancing. Okay, and that's different than yeah. this. Great. So I think a polka is like it's a specific type of song, the same way that like a waltz is, or like, um, like a like a roundel or something. So a polka is a specific kind of song for a, a specific dance, mm-hmm. and it's like mostly a folk dance from I think like the Austro-Hungarian area. Um, and it's like a jumpy, a jumpy kind of dance. Okay. And it's one of the dances that when white people came to the United States and, um, created like square dancing and folk dancing here, they like turned into one of those. So, uh, you would hear it at like county fairs, like in, with like a bunch of old white men with a bunch of hay bales. Mm, And then there's a collar. Do you know what a collar is? Okay. Not so a for square dancing, No. <laughs> so for square dancing, it's like you have, you know, it's like a, a fancier version of when you do like country dancing in lines. You know, like in Footloose when they're dancing all in a line. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's called line dancing. Okay. But line dancing is the same as like cha-cha slide, right? Sort of. Yeah. So square dancing is like more complicated like that where it's like, you know, and you know how in like 17th 18th century whatever folk dances there would be like specific moves everyone knew how to do okay okay you'd follow all the moves in order so it's like that's what you see in period pieces when you see like people like go up and they like touch hands and then Mm -hmm. they like step back or whatever so square dancing is like the folk version of that it's like the difference between what happens upstairs the titanic and downstairs in the titanic okay so (laughs) in square dancing there's a collar who stands on a bale of hay or like on a box or whatever and he's like tells you the instructions of what you're going to do for the song so there's a band playing the song and it's like or like whatever and then the caller's like um pick up your partner's left hand swing her around to your right side put your left foot forward now turn that pretty goal around or like whatever there's no lyrics it's just literally instructions i mean the band is like doing the lyrics but the caller tells you 
how to participate in the song. Okay. And my grandma met my grandpa because in Northern California um, because he was a caller. He grew up in Texas, and then he came west because of the Dust Bowl. And then he was like a caller at this church dance um, for that was square dancing, and then she was there, and then they met. So that's why I know about square dancing. We have a lot of my grandpa's square dancing records. So Can like, I explain this at all? No, like I get it. I mean, it's like I'm learning about a new planet. <laughs> so what square dances do you know how to do? Oh, none. I mean, I've never done them. You've never done them? No, mm. but I, I think people still go to them and still do them. It's like mostly a bygone thing, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Does that kind of make sense? Here, let me look up the definition for you. A square dance is a dance for four couples arranged in a square with one couple on each side facing in the middle of the square. Square dances were first documented in 16th century England. So, yeah. So, like I said, it's like... It's like classic white culture. Yeah. It's Dang. like, I'm sure you've seen it. Like, even in in Anastasia, which we have talked you're about this week. You're always talking about Anastasia. I'm sorry. I love that movie. It's <laughs> I great. I love that movie, too, but you're, it's like your main pop culture go-to. That is untrue. <laughs> it's literally true. My main pop culture go-to is uh, having Disney celebrities do the Disney Channel movie move oh yeah with the magic wand Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like anything that you see in an old movie like the waltz where there's like couples moving in that's like a fancier version of a square dance basically i see i hope i get a lot of hate mail for this with people telling me what a square dance really is please don't write any guys this is so (laughs) i can't think of anything whiter um but i had to know so for all my people of color at home white people are doing dances in the form of a square um all of our fans in appalachia are gonna be really mad at you for not knowing what it is sorry dolly parton i do apologize (sighs) okay it's like fine but you know it's actually very charming i think square dancing is fun it's an easy way for people to like participate in dancing when you're white you don't know how yeah yeah i guess the step-by-step really would that's the key component because otherwise you're just standing there like where are my hands in the patreon i'll post a picture of my grandpa's square dance notebook that we have where he Uh like wrote down different instructions he wanted to try oh my gosh that's so sweet yeah well don't be square (laughs) (laughs) and that's our show be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today and don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to fyi at shegolfatpod.com thank you so much to cc and chastity for having us at KirbyCon, and thank you so much to all the women we interviewed we'll put all of their names in the show notes please make sure to leave us a review on apple Podcasts. it's super important in making sure people find the show If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Cleo. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. This week, we're posting more information, resources, and readings about fashion, movies, and square dancing, just for our Patreon supporters. Our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo was by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by Victor D. Jackson. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. Bye! Bye. We'll find out the answers to our burning questions like, why do white people walk around with no shoes on? I didn't know you were going to say that. <laughs> okay.
Okay, you take off shoes in your house. Yeah, in house. I'll like sometimes I'll be at the grocery store and someone will have no shoes on. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.